Hi there, this is Alana Terry. Thank you for joining us. If you are new to the show, welcome. If you are listening to this on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. So today we are going to be having a discussion about your read-through rates. And so this applies to you if you have a series or books that are at least somewhat connected to each other where readers might start one book and go on to read your other books. For the sake of simplicity, we're going to be talking about actual chronological series where there is like a book one, a book two, but a lot of these principles are going to apply even if like, for example, if you write nonfiction like I'm about to uh, send a copy to my editor for my first nonfiction book for authors all about creating Amazon ads. I also plan to hopefully write more books for authors. So yes, technically the Amazon ads book will be book one because it's published first. But if you don't want to run Amazon ads, but you like one of the books I'm going to write in the future, it's not like you have to start at book one. But the read through is still going to apply. It just gets a little bit harder to calculate if you don't have like a book one in an actual progression. So for simplicity, we are talking about a progression a series that has a book one and then readers go on to book two, three, four, so on. But even if you don't have that right now, principles will apply. So let's define what your read through is. So when you hear people in the author marketing space, talk about read-through, there are actually two different numbers that are both kind of called read-through interchangeably. The first number is the measurement of your percentage of readers who go from one book to the other. So if you sell 100 copies of book one and 50 copies of book two, that means you have a 50% read-through rate. That means on average, half of the people who read book one are going to go on to buy book two. And so in some cases, read-through is just the percentage. So knowing your read-through from book one to book two is a percent of people who go from book one to book two. You can measure this for each and every one of your books real simply. So if you're watching the video behind me on my shelf, I have the covers for the nine books in my Kennedy Stern series. Because this is the series that I'm most actively promoting with ads, I pay really close attention to my read-through rate. And so I know that between book one and book two, my rate of readers is about 35 to 40%. From book two to three is like 60 to 70. And basically the higher you get in the series, the closer it gets to like a 90 or a hundred or often right now when I look at my stats in a given month, I sell more copies of book nine than I do of book five or something and like well that doesn't make sense but basically that just means that some people are still catching up on the series so basically to find your read-through rate you want at least a month's worth of data but really longer than that is better so if your books have been out for you know a quarter at least I would for sure go back and look at three months worth of data as long as you haven't had any major changes, like maybe book one was on perma-free for a book club deal or something like that. If you recently changed a price in one of those books, anything like that's gonna change your read-through rate. But as long as you have 
a month's worth of data where nothing has changed. Your prices, covers, things like that haven't changed. And even better, if you can get up to three months worth of data that hasn't changed, basically all you do is you figure out how many copies of book one sold in that time frame and how many copies of book two sold in that time frame, and then just take the percentage. So basically it's the number of book sales of book two divided by book one. That percentage is how many people on average read book one and go on to buy book two. Same things for books two to three, three to four, and so on. And you can look at this. Now between books one and two is almost always going to be your lowest read through rate because there's a lot of casual readers who are gonna pick up book one and maybe it's just not gonna be their thing or maybe they're not going to love it so much you're going to immediately go back and buy book two and that's fine. So like I said, my read through rate between book one and book two is like 35 to 40%. I would love to see that a little higher. I'm making tweaks, hoping to get like consistently above 40%. I would love to get to 50%, but it's okay, right? Like I can't force feed. <laughs> people to buy a book too. So we'll talk about ways to improve your read-through rate, but right now let's just talk about what this information can tell you. So for example, if I have a good read-through rate between books one and four, and then between books four and five, my read-through rate drops from like 80% to 20%, like people just are not going from four to five, then I have made, might have made some kind of mistake. Maybe my blurb or cover for book five just really doesn't fit with what they're looking for. So they might get to the sales page of book five and just, you know, either consciously or subconsciously, something tells them, oh, this book really isn't for me. Probably if it's later on in the series and you're seeing a drop off like that, it probably doesn't have as much to do with your cover or blurb. It probably has more to do with something that you did in the previous book. So if you I don't know, made your readers mad, you took the story somewhere where they weren't expecting. If you maybe like switched up genres, like maybe you have a series of real sweet suspense stories and then all of a sudden you throw in for book four, like a horror book, <laughs> not many people are gonna go on to buy the next book. So if you see a significant drop off later on in your series where you might have a consistent read through rate of like 70% and then it drops significantly lower than that between two books, you might just wonder, okay, was there something you did in that book that readers didn't like? So what you're going to expect to see are lower read through rates in your first couple books. But by the time you get to book three or four in a series, ideally you're gonna see read through rates of like 70%, 80%, 90%, 100%. Like effectively by the time a reader gets to book seven in my series, I'm gonna be able to pretty much assume that my read through is basically 100. Now when I look at my numbers, it's closer to like 90%. But some of that is just because some people still haven't read through it. And sometimes my numbers for those are higher. Like I might sell a hundred copies of book um, six and like 120 copies of book seven, right? And that's just because people are catching up on the series. So, you know, the math is never going to be a hundred percent perfect, but what has been encouraging to me to look at is from month to month, my read through doesn't change significantly at all. My percentages are almost always within like, you know, two to five percent of each other. And that tells me that even though, yes, some people are going to read all nine books in a week, some people are going to take 
three months to finish the series, even with that little bit of variation. Because my read through from month to month for each book is so similar, I'm fine just calling the numbers what they are and not having to do a lot of like math gymnastics to try to make it make sense. So here's the other really, really neat thing. So we already talked about how if you see a drop in read through, that can give you a clue as to whether your readers are happy with you or not. Like if you have a major cliffhanger, you're likely to see a higher read through for that one, right? Or things like that. Or if you kill off the family pet and everybody hates you, you might see no read through to the next book. Or, you know, if you're just not giving people what they expect. My Kennedy series is suspense with very, very, very little romance. So if I had one, two, three, four, and five as they are and turned the rest of the series into, you know, a small town romance or something, I would expect to see a drop in my read through. So those numbers, if you're keeping track over time, they can tell you if maybe you upset your readers, right? But there's something that's even more important that read through can tell you. And that basically is how much money you earn when you sell one copy of book one of your book. So right now, every book in the series that I'm talking about, the Kennedy Stern series is $3.99. I am very, very seriously considering upping that to $4.99. I'm just waiting for some of my read through data because I've, I've made a few changes to some of my descriptions. So I want to make sure I know absolutely what my read through is with the new descriptions before I change something else. But I'm very seriously considering upping it to $4.99 soon. Right now they're all at $3.99. So if I sell one copy of book one, that is about a two and a half dollar royalty that I get. But I also know that half of the people are gonna go on to buy book two. So now I have my royalties from book one, which is $2.50. And then I'm gonna have half of those people buy book two. So I can take half of $2.50. So now I am at $2.50 in royalties from book one. $1.25 in royalties from book two, right? And I'm not going to try to do all this math in my head, but you can see. So like if my read through between books two and three was 75%, then I could take that $1.25 that I got for book two, multiply that by 75% or 0.75. That's how much royalties I would get from book three and so on. So basically, when I add all this up, my, my read-through, and this is the other kind of definition that people say what you read through. So sometimes they're talking about the percentages from book one to book two, two to three, and so on. Sometimes when people say read-through, they're talking about how much money you earn from the sale of book one. So I know by going through the numbers, just like I did, that for every sale of book one, I'm making a little less than $8.00 which I'm very, very happy with. So if I'm running ads and I'm only accounting for sales of book one, I can only spend $2.49 if I wanna be profitable for sale of book one. And even then, I'm only profiting by a penny, which is not much. But if I recognize that selling book one actually puts, let's just rounds to $8 in my bank account, then I'm okay spending a little more money than that. Now my, my goal is always to break even in ads for book one, but even if that doesn't happen, I won't necessarily turn my ads off because I know that I'm gonna recoup that money as read through. Okay, so 
There's a way, way, way simpler way to calculate your rate through than going through all the percentages like I just showed you. So let's talk about that for a minute. So the way easier way to calculate your read through for a series is all you need is two numbers. You need to know how much you made from that whole series in a given period of time. And then you need to know how many copies of book one you sold in that period of time. So let's say that in a month, I earn $1,000 from this series. I'm just making it really simple numbers to work with. So in one month, this series sells $1,000 worth of royalties for me. I have made $1,000 from all the books in the series put together. And I have sold 100 copies of book one. Those are the only two numbers I need to know. So I can take the value of the entire series, which is 1,000 in this hypothetical case, divide it by the number of copies of book one I've sold, which in this case is 100, and then I know that my read-through value is $10. The value of book one actually gives me $10. Now you wanna track this over a couple different months because if you do it one month and you get $10 and you do it the next month and you get $4 and you do it the month after that and you get $7 and if it's really, really fluctuating a lot like that, that probably just means you don't have enough data to work with. The more copies you sell, the better your data is gonna be. And so that's why you definitely wanna track this over several months. And if it still is fluctuating a lot, then that's when you would wanna look at like your quarterly data or, or something like that. Okay, so once you know your read-through value, so in this case, we had the value of the entire series, divided by the number of books one we sold, that tells you that on average for every copy of book one, it's gonna tell you how much you're going to get in royalties. Now there are a couple times and scenarios where we need to just acknowledge that the math is gonna be less perfect than others. So like for my Kennedy series that I've been talking about, Almost everyone is going to start at book one and go through. It follows the same character. It's chronological. It starts her first year of college. And basically, it's three years of college with a Christmas break. So it's like fall semester, Christmas break, spring semester. Fall semester, Christmas break, spring semester. Like that's just kind of how the series is laid out. So it's very, you know, it's not the kind of series where it would make a ton of sense to bounce around. I have a romance series where it's all in the same town. But other than that, and other than the fact that like every once in a while, like people see characters from another book, it's just something like that. Like each story really is standalone, but it still is called a series. So if you have a series like that, we'll just call it a standalone series where people don't necessarily have to start with book one and go all the way through. These numbers aren't going to be perfect, but they'll still give you a kind of picture of just how your series is doing. And then the other time where your read-through is going to make, you know, not be neat and tidy like this is if you're still writing the series and you release the next book. So right now, the Kennedy Stern series is complete at book nine. But if I were to release book 10 tomorrow, that's going to really change up my read-through rates right away for the first, you know, month of data or so, because presumably I would let my mailing list know about book 10. Amazon might send people who follow me on Amazon. My BookBub followers are going to get a new release alert. So a lot of people all at once are going to buy book 10. But if I'm only looking at this month's data, 
I'm only seeing people who, I'm only paying attention to people who bought other books in the series this month. So someone might have bought book one back in 2015 when it was published. I think it was 2015, you know, but not buy book 10 until right now because obviously they couldn't until I released it. So that's another area where your, your numbers are going to be kind of skewy um, and you might just kind of ignore that month's data and wait for things to kind of even out. So any big change up like that, if you run a 99 cent deal or, you know, a free weekend or something like that, those are going to also skew your results. So you want to make sure that you're just kind of getting clean data. The other thing is if you're changing a lot of things at once, it's going to be hard to keep track of your data. So I mentioned that like I'm changing up my descriptions. I've also changed up some of my back matter to try to encourage people to have a higher read through between book one and two to make it easier for them to go right from one book to the other. So I don't want to do all those things. And like I said, I'm, I very much want to raise my prices, but I don't want to do that yet because I'm still waiting to measure my results from all these other changes I've made. So if you make too many changes at once, it's also going to really impact your read through. I forget how many months ago it was, but I did a 99 cent sale for book one in the series. I saw a significantly lower read through between book one and book two. So like I said, when they're both at full price, it's about 35 to 40% read through. When book one was at 99 cents and advertised on BookBub, my read through was like less than 10%. And I wasn't really happy with that. And when I went and did the numbers, basically I was only getting like a dollar and a half for the entire series. Like my read through value only was a dollar and a half when it was at 99 cents. Like that's not fun to work with. So I'm actually not going to be submitting this series for BookBub again anytime in the near future. Like I did sell a lot of copies. It was, you know, it was successful from that sense, but my read through was so low that I would have actually done better to take that advertising money, keep the book at, at full price, and I would have had a lot higher profit. So it's just important to know any, any change to your price, to your cover, and so on is going to change or, you know, your descriptions, your back matter, those are going to impact your read through. So you just want to make sure that you're keeping good records. Like if you're the kind of person who's tweaking your back matter or your book descriptions a lot, just jot down a note on that on the calendar because otherwise, or even if you're running like a 99 cent promotion, just keep track of all that. Because it's really hard going back like three months later and looking at your results. I'm like, oh, there was a lot of book ones sold here. I wonder, huh, was that when I did a book bub or, hmm, I don't remember. So just keep note of that so that when you do see anomalies in your reporting, you can kind of hopefully figure out what that's from. You know, you, you lowered the price and so you got more sales or something like that. Um, so that is how to measure your read through. If you are in KU, you're going to see a few differences. So basically, if you have a book in KU, a series in KU, one nice thing is in general, you can expect to see higher read through in your page numbers because when you look at my Kennedy series, which is wide, every time you want to read the next book, you need to pay $4. Whereas if this was a series in KU, all you got to do is just download the next book. It's not costing you extra. And so you're more likely to see a higher uh, read-through rate in your borrows. And so your read-through rate in your borrows basically 
again, you're going to want to make sure like if one of your books is 100 pages and another one of your books is 500 pages, it's not going to be this simple. But basically, you just from one book to the next, take the number of page reads as long as your books are about the same length as each other. So let's say, you know, you get 10,000 page reads of book one in a month and 8,000 uh, page reads of book two and those books are about the same length, that's an 80% read through, which um, like I said, for KU makes more sense. Now, if you're in KU, you, you're gonna end up having a lot of numbers to track if you're doing it with the percentages, which do help you, you know, see, okay, everybody loves to go from three to four, but not many people go from book four to book five. Those are helpful numbers to track. For read-through value, even if you're in KU though, you do it the exact same way that we talked about. So basically, for your read-through value, all you need to do is find out how much money you've made from the series total. So that's your book sales and your KU sales for the entire series. And then you just divide that by the number of books sold for book one. You don't even need to worry about your borrows for book one because in general, you're going to see a trend. So you might see that for every, well, here, here's a way to look at it. I am part of quite a few multi-author box sets where they are 99 cents in KU and we get a lot of money on page reads. And we also keep track of sales because sales are easier to track when you're running ads and page reads. Most, you know, none of the advertising platforms tell you how much you earn in page reads from your ads, but they do tell you how many sales you get. And so I pay attention to the number of KU um, page reads divided by the number of sales. So for example, this isn't a book in a series, but I know that when I'm advertising one of these 99 cent box sets, that for every sale I make, you know, which only puts 35 cents in royalties in the bank account, I actually get well, all the authors involved with this box set get three dollars because so many people are gonna go on to borrow. So basically, um, the ratio of people who buy your book to borrow your book is going to remain kind of steady, and that's why this math still ends up working. Again, none of this is pure science 100%, but if you track your numbers over a couple months, and again, just it, and notice that they are not fluctuating a ton, then you can just go ahead and say, yeah, this data is pretty reliable. So again, you read through value for a series in KU is all the money you've made for the entire series in both royalties and page reads, and then divide that just by the number of copies of book one you've sold. And so that again will tell you for every copy of book one you sell, and sometimes this number is gonna be like crazy high. It could be, you know, $20 if you're getting a lot of page reads or something. So that tells you that for every copy, a book one that sells. Some people are going to buy that whole series. Some people are going to read that whole series on KU. And on average, you're going to be making 20 bucks or whatever. So that's read through for a series in KU. And now one last thing, let's just talk real quick about if you have one of those series, it's only kind of loosely connected, uh, you know, where some people might start in book two, some people might start in book one. That's where these numbers get a little bit more off, but it's still worth tracking for sure. And track from month to month 
And if your numbers stay like within 5% of each other from month to month, then you still probably have decent, decent results. So let's say you've got two books and they're not even in a series, but they're kind of related. Like I've got some women fictions titles that like Amazon calls them a series, but really they're just connected because they're women's fiction and not what I normally do, which is suspense. So some people are going to start in one book. Some are going to start in another. If I see though that, you know, every single month, the numbers between book one and book two are always within like 80% of each other. It could be that some people are starting a book two and going to book one, but the same number of people are starting in book one and going to book two. And so those results are going to kind of cancel each other out. So I can still treat it just like we have here. Or I might see, okay, one month book A has 100 sales, book B has 10. The next month book B has 500 sales and the first book doesn't sell any. If, if you see something like that, then really this read-through stuff isn't going to probably be helpful for you. But sometimes you will just see some trends. Like, okay, every time I advertise this book, I see an increase in sales in this other book that's not entirely related because, you know, if you think about it, even though I, I talked about my read through value for my Kennedy series, a lot of people are going to read through the whole Kennedy series and then buy one of my next books too, you know, so in, in that case, it gets a little hard to measure. But again, especially if you have a consecutive series, you know, where readers go one, two, three, four, these can be really helpful. And even if you don't, you can still measure your numbers and see if you find trends that copy themselves enough times that you can kind of be like, okay, this is gonna, uh, this is gonna work. So for example, I recently released a three books series of suspense novels set in Alaska. And right now they're not really listed as a series. They don't have a series page on Amazon. But the back matter of one book points to another book. The back matter of that book points to the next book. And then when I got to book three, I wasn't sure what to put in the back matter. So for the back matter of book three, I just pointed to one of my standalone suspense novels because I figured, hey, they're going to want, you know, I want to send them somewhere. And I definitely did see an increase. So right now what I see is about a 50% read through between books one and two. And this is a new series, so that my results I'm, I don't trust entirely yet, but here's the trend I'm noticing. About a 50% read through between books one and two, about an 80% read through between books two and three. And that's where the series ends. But I also see about a 30% increase in a um, read through if I make my standalone kind of book four, if I think about it that way. And so that means that, yeah, 25% of readers who finish the third book are going to follow what's in the back matter and go and read the standalone. Like, because it's a standalone, I wasn't running ads to it. So really it wasn't getting hardly any organic sales at all. Like really maybe only 10 a month or something. And so I definitely saw an increase even from the first day I released that Alaska series. So I know that it's increasing some, even even though it's not in the same series. So again, these are all just reasons to keep track of your numbers. Some people like to do this in Excel spreadsheets. 
and those will give you your percentages right away. I like to do it by hand just because I kind of am um, really, really weird that way. But I find that I can kind of mentally retain the numbers better if I'm actually the one doing the calculations. However you want to do it, it's just useful metric to follow. And now let's talk about ways to increase your read-through because by now you've seen that if you can increase the percentage of readers who go from one book to the next, you're going to be increasing that read-through value that we talked about. So increasing your read-through value means that you're just getting more money for every sale of book one, which means also that you can afford to spend more on ads if you wanted to. So one way to increase your read-through is just to have very clear back matter to make sure that you have links in the back of that book that are going to take people to the very next book. I used to keep it really simple and whether the book was on uh, KDP or draft to digital or Kobo or wherever I was publishing the book, my back matter up until a couple months ago would just point people to my webpage. So I had like alanaterry.com slash unplanned for book one. And it had buttons where you could, you know, shop on Kobo or, you know, wherever you wanted to buy the book. But to increase my read through, I decided to go direct to all the vendors. So now, you know, these are direct on Kobo and Barnes and Noble as opposed to just going through draft to digital. And I did that so that I could put retail specific links in the back of those books. So now the Amazon book's going to have a link to book two that's going to take them right to the Amazon sales page. The Kobo book one is going to have a link that's going to take them directly to the Kobo sales page and so on. So that's one thing you can do to increase your read through is just make it that much easier for readers. Another thing, and this is something that goes against what a lot of people have been talking about for a couple years now. So don't feel like you have to. I, like I said, I'm still measuring my results. So I, I don't even know that I can say that it's working well for me yet. But I have removed calls to sign up to my email list from the back of my books. And only am pointing people to the next book in this series. Some people aren't going to want to do that. So I'm not saying you have to. <laughs> But my thought was, if you only give readers one thing to choose, they are more likely to do that. It's kind of the same as like when you send an email. In general, you want to just have one call to action. It's not, okay, buy this book and take this survey and like this Facebook page. Like if you just give too many things, then it's going to get confusing for them to know what to do. Uh, so that's another thing you could try if you feel like it. But if you're nervous about doing that, because I know so, so many people in the past say, make sure you have a link to sign up to your newsletter in the back of your book. So if you want to keep that, totally fine. If you don't want to do that, you can try um, just having links to the next book in the series to increase your read through. I'm also, I redid a lot of my descriptions for these books. So hopefully once somebody clicks that back matter link, they're going to be more likely to buy. These are always that you also can try to increase your read-through rate. So I am very, very glad to um, just know these numbers and be able to share with you how to do it. You know, remember the real simple way to find your read-through value. You don't need to do that whole percentage thing. You really, all you need to know is how much money you earn from the series and how many sales you make a book one. So it's a lot simpler than sitting through and be like, okay, this percentage, that royalty rate, you can keep it simple. I hope that your eyes are not glazed over from all this math 
And again, especially if you have a consecutive series, your read-through rate can be really, really important. And it can be encouraging too. So every once in a while, I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching for people for their ads. And I saw someone's dashboard and they're like, yeah, my A cost is like 200% for Amazon ads. I'm losing all this money. But then when we looked at their read-through rate, we realized like, and this person was in KU, so they were getting page reads too. Their dashboard made it look bad because basically for every dollar they spent, they only got 50 cents back in sales for book one. But even with, I think it was either a three or four book series, they were making like six or seven or eight dollars from every sale of book one when you accounted for the series and KU read through. So it can also be an encouraging way to be like, oh, a lot of people try ads and give up right away because they're not they're not making a profit on sales of book one. But if you've got a series that has a high read-through value, you have more room to work with. So again, I hope this was helpful, beneficial, encouraging. I hope that your read-through numbers are just soaring skyward. Thanks for joining me and we will talk to you next time.